Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Alex King here on this Tuesday, November the 27th, 2018. It is 4 p.m. New York time. That's 1 p.m. Los Angeles time, 9 p.m. London time. And if you're in Sydney, Australia, good morning. It's 8 a.m. We hope you're off to a good start today. Um, obviously, I'm not off to the best start there because the music was going bonkers for a second, but that's all right. That, <laughs> see, that that's what editing is for, right? Because after we're done here, I can right? edit that, you know? <laughs> Make it all sound better. So, how you doing, Alex? I, we haven't talked since last I'm Friday. How's it great. going? You doing good? All right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I was telling you before the show, I'm doing okay. I could be doing better, but then you got yeah. me laughing. Well, so you I got to be doing better. Oh yeah. Tell me about it. But then you got me <laughs> laughing and I was doing better. So, you know, that's what it's all about, right? Your daily Good. dose that's of happy. What I'm here for. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're here for. That's why we do this show to help other people get into that better feeling exactly. place. Cause that's what we all want. We want to be feeling better, right? I mean, we, the, right. the, the person who listens to this show knows something about the law of attraction. They've, perhaps tried to implement it. They probably had some success. They manifested some stuff. Mm -hmm. But we all know how important it is to get into that happy feeling place because that way you manifest the right stuff. (laughs) You don't want to manifest the wrong stuff. You want the right stuff. So that's what we're all about here. We're about getting that right stuff going. So we have a topic today that I think is going to help contribute to that. We are, as usual, live streaming this to the Facebook Law of Attraction Changed My Life group. And so if you happen to be a member of that group and tuned in today, we would encourage you not only to listen in, but also participate. I mean, if you, uh, for instance, find that, well, I don't know, you, you you have a thought that you want to contribute, or maybe you, you've had an experience related to stuff that we talk about, or maybe you just have a question, you know, either about the, the topic or just about law of attraction in general, um, put something into the chat if you're if you're listening live in the uh, the Facebook group, because we'd love to address it directly. Um, and, uh, in the meantime, we'll just keep going with, with what we're doing, but I'll be monitoring. I'll, I'll be watching. I'll be watching to see <laughs> who, who is commenting today. So we're off to a good start here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you're the one who came up with this topic, Alex, and I thought it was an interesting one, not something we've ever really done on LOA today before, mm-hmm. but then again, everything related to life is related to the law of attraction because, you know, we attract True. everything into our lives. So really there, there are no limits. It's just, it's kind of nice to be doing something that's a little bit further out than our normal wheelhouse, so to speak. Um, right. And codependence is definitely a big deal out there. There are a lot of people mm-hmm. dealing with codependence and with the ramifications of it in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, there are support groups. There are, there are 12 step support groups for people who are um, codependent. And so that yeah. shows how big a deal it can be. Um, now, independent, you don't find, first of all, you don't find any 12-step groups for independent. I don't know why. There, there should be. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel like there should they're be. they're independent, they're doing it on their own. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, um, independent is the best place to be, obviously, because if you're independent, mm-hmm. it doesn't, interesting thing about independent, often people think if you're independent, well, that means that you can't be with somebody, which is not true. No. It's actually just the opposite of that. You have to have independence in order to have a healthy relationship with with a significant other. You you really can't do it any other way. But it's interesting how that that misconception exists, you know? I'm not even sure where it comes Mm -hmm. from. I mean, do you know? I have no idea where it comes from. I have no idea. (laughs) But codependence versus independent. And specifically, you were thinking in regard to relationships, right? Yes. Friendships and relationships. Yes. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it, it... 
there's different types of relationships. So yeah, relationships. Mm-hmm. Yep, because well, every friendship is a relationship. Every exactly an acquaintanceship really is a relationship. Anybody exactly. that you know is a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. and, but we don't typically get too, well, some people might, I suppose, but most people don't tend to get codependent with their coworker. That's usually not the way it goes. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. No, no, no. no. Um, can't be like, oh, I'm not going in today if you're not going in today. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't come into the office today because my coworker isn't coming in today. That, that just doesn't exactly. work. Exactly. <laughs> You can't call in codependent. Right. <laughs> uh, Walt just called in codependent again. <laughs> doesn't quite work. <laughs> no, exa- it definitely doesn't. <laughs> but but seriously, let's, let's get to uh, where the topic came from because you did come up with it. What were you thinking about? I mean, we came up with this topic a week ago, or more precisely, you came up with it a week ago. But what were you thinking about at yeah. that particular time that made you... Uh, decide this is the way to go. We just finished anxiety, so I figure it must be tied in some way to that. But what was the thought process? Not really, but yes, in in a way, because I was thinking when we were talking last week about um, how about popularity and and different types of friendships you go through in life, mm. and how some people are there for a reason and some people are there for a season. Right, you know that type of thing. So that's where I came up with the with the subject for today. Mm. Yeah. In other words, finding out who your true friends really are, because that that's a yes. that's a common thing. Carlos was ta- talking about that the other day about how yep. you know, you don't really know who your friends are until the spam hits the fan, and then you find out who your yeah. friends are. You find out who the real exactly. ones are, the ones who stick with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I gave the example yes. of um, of uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird because when Magic right. Johnson uh, was diagnosed with HIV. Most of mm-hmm. his NBA friends wouldn't come near him, including many of his teammates right. on the Lakers. But it was Larry Bird who called him up to find out if he's doing okay, despite the fact these guys had been bonking heads for years. But right, exactly. But there was a real connection there, and and Magic really mm-hmm. recognized that. So yeah, that's where you find out who your who your real friends are when the spam hits the fan. I mean, exactly. What, I imagine you you have your own experience that you you draw from when you think about that. It, can can you think of any kinds of incidents like that? Um. I had I had an incident uh, maybe about six or seven years ago where I lost my friends of it was two specific friends of we were friends for like 15 years. Wow. Like since junior high. Yeah. So you would think those are your friends for life. Mm. <laughs> and then, you know, I was going through depression and anxiety and I was in inpatient in the hospital for depression and suicide ideations and stuff like that and they were just like no it's too much wow we're yeah we're like no this is your second time in the hospital we're good second time i've heard that kind of, not so, so much in the hospital but i've heard second time a lot from people yeah How, you know mm-hmm. it, it, the 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 friends the ones who are really the pseudo friends they'll give you one try mm-hmm. but the, uh, the right. second time around forget it they're done yeah it's like okay i, I gave mean, it my it was, shot <laughs> I gave it to the, I gave them their you know their space but it was it was it was ridiculous because it was to the point where they were like like I'm calling and I'm like hey guys what's up no one's answering the phone no one's calling me back and no oh, one's man. giving me an explanation as to why and so, I, so to this day I still don't know what the reason was it's almost I'm like just um, assuming 
when I was a when I was in school, I don't know if, if this is true when you were in school, but when I was in school, one mm-hmm. of the, the uh, things that that kids would tease each other about, te- tease each other about was having cooties. You know, so if you had cooties, <laughs> you were something that you know nobody wanted to be anywhere near you. So it was like you had cooties, right? You, that that yeah, uh, exactly. You know, they they weren't going to come anywhere near you. To play with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I suspect that the, the the same people who made up the whole concept of cooties were the ones who wouldn't call you back. <laughs> That's usually the way yeah, most things right? work. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. But We're, yeah, so that's what happened to me with with that one situation. But mm. yeah, so I, I mean, it took it took years to get over it. The worst part was is they decided to dump me for my sister, so they became friends with my sister, and now my sister and them are hanging out. And I'm like, what about me? What happened? What? Why did I get traded in? What happened? Right. Yeah. Like, and and no one still no one would explain to me what what I did or what or what they did or what the situation was. Well, one thing I know for sure is that it had nothing to do with you. Well, I know that now. Yeah. Hindsight being twenty twenty. Well, clear more, mind and everything. Well, also <laughs> I have Abraham's sight. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the things that Abraham True. Hicks teaches, right? They 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 teach yeah. very clearly that uh, in like ninety nine percent of the cases where there is somebody who is looking askance at somebody else for whatever reason, you know, for, mm-hmm. under whatever circumstances they are. The person who is looking down their nose or looking badly at somebody else is the person who has the problem. It's not mm-hmm. the person who they're looking down their nose at, even though yeah. we tend to think it's, it's like the other the way around. in school, those are the kids with the problems. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it can't work either direction. You know, it just depends on who's who's doing the transference, who's who's doing the, uh, um, the, the what's the word I'm looking for, the projection, who's projecting their, yeah. their own stuff on somebody else. Exactly. Which can get very confusing. It, it can be, yeah. You know, because when you're on the receiving end of that, especially if you're in need, if you're in a vulnerable place, right? That, that's just very confusing. I mean, you don't know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I was left with no friends. So I was yeah. like, so I just, you know, started reaching out to my, my older friends that are from, geez, let me see. One of them, is my uh, brother from another mother, my B fam. <laughs> he, uh, We've been friends since fourth grade. Ah. So, you know, I started reaching back out to him and, and my original friends, and, and they stuck with me, and they're still with me to this day. So, Good for them. The, that's a real yeah. friend right there. The yeah. person who sticks with you no matter what. That's a that's a genuine right. friend. Yeah. yeah, the person that checks in on you, you know, are you doing okay today? Mm. You know, that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's the real kind. That's the real deal. Um, exactly. What is it? Where does codependence fit into this? Do you think? Um, I felt like maybe my relationship with the with the two friends that I lost was codependent because I felt so lost when they when they disappeared. Like yeah. I was just like, well, how do I go on without them? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hmm, there's got to be more to me than just than just the two of them. Like, mm. but but it's like. That's what I did during my day. I would call, you know, and talk to them all day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what what was I doing with my life, you know? So that's how I felt like I was co- I was code it was a codependent relationship. Because codependence is basically depending upon the behavior of somebody else for your own happiness. Yeah. Yeah. So in this case, it was you depending on them to what? I don't quite get it. Basically because of I was going through depression and everything. I would call them to hear about their day for them to cheer me up. Ah, so okay. they were like my cheer up squad, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
or which is to distract me and take me take me away from whatever I was going through, you know? That and I have to say that is prevalent. That's almost normal. And mm-hmm. I, by normal I mean common. It's extremely common. I know for myself I would have fallen into that category up until about the time I discovered law of attraction because I really didn't think I had any control over my own emotional reaction to stuff. So yeah. I needed to have somebody else, anybody else, give me a stimulus of some kind so I could react to it because yeah. I, was, I was just in that mindset. It wasn't until I learned mm-hmm. about this stuff that I realized, wow, actually I can move my own emotional set point, which was a real eye-opener for me. I mean, right. seriously, it was big because <laughs> I, I really yeah. didn't think you could do it. And I, I didn't discover this mm-hmm. stuff until I was in my 50s. You know, so right, it gives right. you an idea, like 50 years of just being completely dependent <laughs> on what somebody else is trying to do in order to get a reaction, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, I wasn't specific about it. I wasn't specifically attached to one person, so I wasn't codependent in that mm-hmm. sense. I was codependent on society. You know, somebody's got to uh, stimulate me in some way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, see, I always stimulated myself, but at the same time, I also depended on on my friends mm. and other people and that and and they also depended on me which 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 is how the relationship was codependent because mm-hmm. every time somebody wanted to have a good time oh let whoops just lost you for a second there oh no hopefully you'll be back pretty quickly well while she is trying to reconnect here i am going to uh, put out a couple of our usual messages i do first and foremost uh, the message that uh, if you are not a subscriber, we want you to click on subscriber, so please do that. And second of all, oh, and, and by the way, all the links for subscribing are in the descriptions in most places where um, these videos are and audios are being posted. But if you don't see a link in the description, just go to the homepage of our website at LOAToday.net, and you'll be able to find there how to subscribe. And then once you subscribe, share the fact that you're doing it on social media. And I did it. I mean, I, th- I thought if I just gave out those two messages, Alex would find her way back. And she did. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a phone call. So it just, it comes through and then it cuts me off of you. Oh, I see. Okay. And you figure out how to put my phone on do not disturb and see if I can still use. There ought to be a way to do that, shouldn't there? On. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there is. I'm going to figure that out by next week. Okay. All right. So now you have something to do. <laughs> And it doesn't yeah. require anybody else. You can do it independently. Well, it might require Google. You know? oh, Google, yeah, I that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely codependent on Google. Yeah, I think, I think most of us are. I, I'm not so much dependent as hooked. I'm just plain hooked. Yeah. I love Google. I mean, because I'm also good at finding stuff with Google. So, uh, I mean, there yeah. is actually one. Talk about codependent. There is one bad side to be good about Google. Because when people you're close to find out about it, they want you to be looking up for you. You know that? Yes. Have you had that? Yes, all the time. All the time, yeah. Okay, so you know what I'm talking yeah. about. People I, know I'm really good with Facebook, so they're always like, oh, how do you do this? And I'm like, now I get to screenshot the pictures and draw arrows <laughs> to what you're supposed to press. And, oh. <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, be a nice person. It takes five minutes out of your life. Just do it. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I actually had a little bit of a meltdown about it the other day because my sister oh, called, my sister called me up for computer help, and I'm like, you know, the, the go-to computer guy. Anytime that somebody Obviously. needs help with something, you know, I, they, they call me up. And she caught me at a time where I was just feeling, you know, kind of emotionally out of it. And my, my uh-huh. whole reaction was, no, not one more. I'm done. No more. <laughs> I can't no take this anymore. I even voiced it to her. I said, look, this isn't just you. This is me. This is, this 
is me reacting to everybody, but I'm so tired of everybody calling me up and saying, hey, can you help me fix this computer problem? And and who do yeah. I get to talk to, right? If I have a problem, who do I call? Everybody's calling me. You know, there was that kind of a yeah, meltdown, exactly. right? <laughs> oh, My sister was very understanding yeah. about it. She did get yeah. the help anyway, but but nevertheless, she was understanding about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I also have to give her credit, too, because um, long before I got involved in these more woo-woo kind of topics like law of attraction, I was right. not a believer at all. And my sister was, uh-huh. and she was trying to introduce me uh-huh. to this psychic phenomenon and astrology mm-hmm. and all this other kind of thing. And I just mm-hmm. kept shaking my head like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. PJ. Yeah, sure. And, you know, just yeah. completely dismissing the whole thing. Now, all of a sudden I'm, I'm having conversations with her about the stuff that she used to tell me about. <laughs> so, right. Right. <laughs> well, some of us come to the table a little bit late, but yeah, right. I feel like, cause my brother just got into law of attraction. So mm-hmm. he's like, He's telling me all these books that he's read. I don't like to read books, so he's telling me all these books, and he's like, yeah, and then there's this theory and that theory, and I was like, dude, I'm like 10 years ahead of you, but, you know, good for you, though. <laughs> hey, forever. And I appreciate hey, forever, it. absolutely. <laughs> Glad we can have a conversation about it. <laughs> it. It is interesting, though, how much acceptance it's gotten. I, I think the secret had a lot yeah. to do with that because that was so popular. But Definitely. just, I mean... I, I so I'm still in the mode of you know somebody asked me oh you do a podcast what's your podcast about oh well you know it's about this thing called law of attraction and no a lot of people aren't really into it. oh yeah yeah I've heard about that really you know I, know, I get shocked I, when I, I have the that. defensive <laughs> side that says well geez I don't want to offend yeah. somebody else they're going to be upset because I'm attacking their religion or something like that you know I have right. this this preconception right. and then they come oh yeah I've heard about that really. <laughs> just yeah. surprises me every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh my god, I know the feeling. Uh, but um, so let's get back to codependent versus independent. Um, and by the way, I want yes. to say a couple hellos because we are getting some hellos from people in the audience. So Jeffrey and Brownwin both said hello, hello to the both both of you or Bronwyn, excuse me. Um, both and Brownwin had a really nice little smiley. So Jeffrey had a great big smiley. So we're getting smiles from people, hey. which is nice. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. And I see Jamie's connected yeah. in too. Jamie's one of the admins of the group, so, you know, that's like one of the editors. Oh, yeah. well, hi, Jamie. Nice to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, codependent versus independent. Um, mm-hmm. we, we started to talk on, the, on that before uh, the phone call rudely cut us off. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> independent is where I think we all want to be, especially when it comes to being LOA practitioners, because mm-hmm. when you're independent, you're not, you're not looking outside of yourself so much. I think right. that, that's a key portion of being independent, don't you think? That you're you're, you're looking internally. You're trying to get your answers internally. You're trying to communicate mm-hmm. with your inner being and all that kind of thing. And yep. Not that being independent necessarily means you do that well. I mean, I've been pretty independent for quite some time, but it doesn't mean I've always been really good at you know talking and getting answers inside. A lot of times I get silence. Yeah. You know? It's like, mm-hmm. anybody in there? Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Testing. Is this thing on? on? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I also have had pointed out to me by especially my co-hosts who are life coaches that yeah. we all get answers from inside. And the way to understand that is any time that we have an emotional reaction to something, that's actually an answer from inside. Because hmm. this is the Abraham theory, right? The Abraham theory is mm-hmm. our inner being always looks favorably on us, always sees us in the, 
happiest, most positive light. So anytime yes. that we are feeling good, we're in agreement with our inner being. That, that the connection okay. is a clear, what they call in alignment uh, connection. When we're right. not feeling good, we're out of alignment with our inner being. So our, our inner being mm -hmm. is saying, yes, yes, yes. We're saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're in disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it becomes actually a nice little tool because if you want to ask a question, if you can get a feeling out of the question, if the question leads to a, a feeling answer of some kind, you know how your inner being is responding without having any words, without having signs, without having pictures or images or anything like that, just by knowing how yeah. you're feeling. Now, that's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. The fact that, you, that we can I do get, that. I get signs in, in uh, I'm not going to say visions, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know, but I do see things ahead of, ahead of time. You do. So, so these are pre, precognitive signs. These, these are yes. These are signs of stuff to come, rather than signs of what yeah. you've already been focusing on. Yeah. Like any cool stories. Oh, uh, let me see. I don't know. It's just it's just deja vu a lot. Like I'll have a dream, and then the next day it'll happen. It's it's part of that um that Aspie issue where I have with the racing thoughts, where I where I uh, have pre have conversations in my head before they actually happen. But I already know the responses to the to the questions that I ask before I go to, into the situation. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, all right, I've already had this conversation, but here we go. <laughs> Does it ever change? Um, I mean, people's reactions change because every everyone reacts differently to, to uh, what you ask them. But um, no, I'm, I'm pretty straight on. Wow. Yeah. Little, I mean, for somebody like me, that's a little bit spooky. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, I, I'm, there's woo and there's woo-woo. I'm woo. I'm just like, I'm, I'm like a little <laughs> over the line of woo. So you're woo-ish. I'm woo-ish, yeah, exactly. Woo-woo <laughs> starts to get a little bit far off for me. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole idea, I mean, I think it's cool. I really do like the idea yeah. of, of having that. I Actually, what interests me more is being able to communicate with um the dead with non-physical beings, with with beings who are yeah, not part of the physical I, life, because that's what Esther I've Hicks does. I've been told does. that I have that power, but I don't want to tap into it because I'm don't? too I'm too scared to do it. No, really, I'm just like, yeah, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. <laughs> like <laughs> well, I've I, had psychics tell me, well, you do have that power, but you have to. There's a, there's certain things you have to do to tap into it, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to cross that line. They're not going let's, there. Let's okay. leave the veil up. <laughs> What is it about that? I mean, here I am talking about how you, know, you being able to dream the future and hit it accurately makes me spook, spooked out. What, what's spooking you out about uh, um, being able to connect in that way to the other side? Uh, my independence, ironically. Oh, okay. <laughs> being left alone, you know what I mean? Like I used to watch Medium back in the day and yeah. the ghost used to just come into her bedroom in the middle of the night and just be like, excuse me, I have a question. <laughs> Well, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I, I feel like it would be like that. So I was like, no, nah, I just, I'd rather ignore the fact that they're there and um, just be ignorant to the whole situation. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's understandable. I, my understanding, though, yeah. is that um, people who learn to develop these skills, they actually learn to, to build uh, boundaries, I guess you might call boundaries. them. Boundaries. You know, saying, yeah. oh, okay, you guys are not allowed to contact me between 9 p.m. Right. and 6 a.m. I'm off the clock, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No contacting, <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
and which is cool, but I'm still like, mm, I don't want my relatives to be like, hey, you know, I'm over here. I just wanted to say hi. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I've already mourned you. So just, just stay over there. <laughs> don't come back and tell me things that I don't need to know. You know, I just, I'd rather not. <laughs> Oh, I feel funny. like my grandmother who who passed last year, I feel like she would be the one to come through and she would be like always because she's always worried about me because she was she was the one who I called during my depression and, and everything else. I was I was definitely codependent on her mm. and and she always worried about me like we talked for like three hours a day every day. Mm. Wow. So I feel like she'd be the one if she's not here now. I see you'd be the one who would be in my bedroom at two o'clock in the morning going, are you okay? How are you feeling today? Did you eat today? You know what I mean? So (laughs) I'm just going to draw that line where it is. (laughs) Well, I have been reassured and mostly by my sister, who's really all into this kind of thing. I have been reassured that when people are on the other side, they may use that kind of behavior to make, make it clear to you who is contacting you, but they've actually left all that stuff behind. I don't know if that makes you feel any better, but that's what I've been assured of. That because, well, think yeah. about it. If once you, th- there's a reason why they call it heaven, and the reason is yeah. it's really good on that side. Uh, I mean, right, right. you know, it's a it's a party atmosphere. That that was the the, the message that I got, or actually my sister got it yeah. when my father passed. Mm-hmm. My father passed ten yeah. years ago, and um, she got a, a a psychic message from him about three or four days later when she and my mom were in church together. And the psychic message, mm-hmm. when she got it, she, she, she first recognized it because she'd been taking classes in mediumship and mm-hmm. psychic behaviors and so forth. And she recognized the symptom yep. of it, made the connection, asked if it was my dad, got a yes. And being my sister, who she is, first question she asked him is, what's it like on the other side? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that would be my first question. Would it be? Okay. Yeah. Well, that was her first question. And the answer she got back yeah. from him was festive. So it sounds like it's a good time on the other side, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool right. idea right there. You know? Yeah. Plus, it was also confirmation for me that my sister wasn't making it up because my sister would never use the word festive. That would be what I call ah, a dad right, word. Right. That's a dad word. That's not a sister word. Gotcha. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I've heard actually that kind of story, not so much my dad's story particularly, but that kind of story a lot where, you know, Every single story of what's it like on the other side involves some aspect mm-hmm. of just people just being happy and just, you know, living it up and, and feeling great and, you know, so right. much love being passed around and all the kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I, I, I kind of assume if you're in that environment, you don't worry too much anymore. <laughs> worry doesn't really vibrate That's to true. that same level, yeah. you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, unless your grandmother has find, found some way to be on the other side and not be a part of the party, which she I guess would. I can't rule it out, <laughs> you know, so if she's part of the party, I don't see how she could be, you know, the worrier anymore. Yeah. I don't know. She, she would be though. She'd find a way to <laughs> worry her. anyway. Oh, okay. She up, she would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may no, be dead, but. She's uh... like, my granddaughter needs me, so I have to hover. I'll be here. <laughs> Offer. Oh dear. Well, no wonder you don't want to have any messages. I can understand why. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, I like my private time, which is all the time. <laughs> I'm very independent. <laughs> we we have a, a a few messages. People have been uh, commenting like crazy. Um, particularly Jeff, who loves to. Jeffrey likes to leave lots of comments during these. 
But he says, oh, good. First one, he, big one he left was, um, are feelings of loneliness indicators that independence is not what you're really wanting? Interesting question. Mm. What do you think about that? That's one? an interesting question. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's not, I don't think it had, loneliness has anything to do with independence because I'm an independent person, but I do get lonely at times. Like I still crave a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. but that has nothing to do with the fact that I can't be by myself. Right. Like I still have me time and I'm still enjoying my, and living my life and enjoying myself. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it would be nice to have someone next to me. Mm-hmm. I've, so I've... I don't think one has to do with the other. Yeah, I don't think they have. Well, I think they can. That's when you start getting into codependence. But um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree. That's true. I agree with you that if you're truly an independent person, it, it's not really relevant whether you're lonely. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we may tend to associate one with the other, but that just shows codependence. Ah, yes. I think ultimately. <laughs> that uh, makes sense. Yeah. That's, well, that's my opinion anyway. Um, <laughs> Brownwin said uh, premonition. And had a smile face on it, so I think uh, Brownman was rec- was um, reacting. Yes, to that was the word I was said. looking for. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jeffrey says, "Woo, woo, woo, hoo! I do that kind of work. It's a form of shamanism, not really like Hollywood." It's like, okay. Well, he apparently <laughs> has no problem, you know, piercing the veil. It's okay. <laughs> That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> but to each their own. To each I'm their offset. own. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, just because he does doesn't mean you have to. No. It's exactly. Like, it's like the, what your, I mean, your mom I used to say. I mean, I am interested. Like, I do read, I do, um, you know, watch videos about it, and and I'm interested in the other side, but not so interested that I actually want to, like, communicate and be and ask the questions personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. It, but it is an interesting subject, though. I imagine that then when, when um, your mom said something to you like, uh, so if if uh, your friend Cindy had to jump off a cliff, you would have to jump off a cliff? And you would say, no, 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 I don't really have to do that. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, funny stuff. Oh, what's this? Oh, I'm just picking up what I, what I read before. So no, no big questions going on. If anybody does have questions, by the way, feel free to post them because uh, we love addressing stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm open to anything. Any, anybody got any questions? Doesn't even have know. to be about independent or codependent either. It can be just about you know LOA in general, you know issues yeah. that you're having or whatever. Um, it just mm-hmm. occurred to us that given the role that the, the very extensive role that codependence plays in society, you know, it's, it's going to come up a lot when it comes to trying to manifest stuff. Because when you're codependent, mm. codependence is going to be tough for for somebody who's deliberately manifesting. Because if you're dependent upon somebody else for how you feel about things, you have to wait for somebody to gu- deliver the right feeling before you can deliberately manifest. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like, right. that, that's not a good thing. <laughs> no, that's the opposite of what you want. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a healthy place to be at all. Um, right. I, now, I have never really been in full codependence mode, so I'm not really sure what it's like. Um, my wife, when she was young, she's told me about times that she was in that kind of a mode. And in fact, that was one of the answers that she gave me. Uh, my wife and I met when we were in our early forties. So we met fairly late mm-hmm. in life and we often speculate, well, why didn't we meet sooner? Because we really, you know, we, we're a good fit for each other. We just get along so well and we're, we're like-minded. I mean, 
And, and her first reaction was, well, if you had met me back when I was codependent, you would have turned and run the other direction. And, and she's probably right about that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Be- because you be in the right space in life. You do, yeah. Codependence is mm-hmm. actually very unattractive, yes. except to another codependent person. And even then, it's more yeah, like a war. Yeah, because then you're like, anything. oh, I'm needy. Well, so am I. So let's need each other. Let's be needy. Yeah, let's be needy together. <laughs> yeah. But it, even that doesn't work because no, bo- it doesn't. both parties Not are needy. And they're, they're, anyway. they're both looking for, to each other to fill the need. And neither one is doing that because they're both yes. looking to the other person to fill the need. So, yeah, it tends to fall exactly. apart pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so codependence is definitely a bad place to be in many ways. Yeah. Whereas independence. And that's one of those words. I'm looking for another word. I mean, independence is good. Don't get me wrong. It's just Mm -hmm. that independent still has the concept of dependence on it. And and that's what I want to get away from. I don't want to Mm, depend on in any way. I don't want to feel like I am depending on somebody else for my happiness. I don't want to depend on somebody else for my livelihood. I want to depend on somebody else for, you know, I, I, I want to feel that I'm the empowered one. And well, that's the thing about independence. You're depending on your inner self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just see it as, as what we call a, a negative expression of something. We, we, so often we mm-hmm. express things as negatives. Uh, and, yeah. and, and we're warned against that. Abraham, for instance, talks about instead of being anti-war, be pro-peace. In other words, focus yes. on the thing you want, not on the thing you don't want. So don't focus on the, on the right. war part, even being anti-war, because you're still focused on mm-hmm. war when you're doing that. So exactly. that's what I think about when I think about independence. You know, it's still focused on dependence, just that oh, I'm not dependent. I am not dependent. You know, and I'm still, right. I'm still dependent because I'm thinking about dependence. Yeah. So that's I why I want another saying. word. I want a word that means like autonomous or you know, something like that. I'm not quite sure what it is. But, but something that mm. says I'm the empowered one. Because that's what we're really looking for here. We're looking to be self-empowered, right? Self-assured. Self-assured, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like that one. That feels very good. And mm-hmm. very different from codependent at that point. Self-aware is another one. Yeah. Yeah. Self-confident. Really? Yep. That's a good one. You know? And self-loving. Yes. Loving oneself. That's Most big. important. It is the most mm-hmm. important of all. That that actually, I think, is is probably the biggest one because I learned through doing mirror exercises, how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when you're telling yourself, well, yes. you know, the first couple of times, it's kind of rough. But after you've been doing yeah, it for a while. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's really <laughs> strange. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't want to talk. I mean, I talk to myself all the time, but I don't want to talk to myself. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not that not that much. Like, oh, I love you. No, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a hard enough time taking compliments. So for me to compliment myself, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> But that's all the reason, of course, to keep doing the exercises, right? Because yeah. we want to get past that part. I mean, taking right. compliments, right. you've got to be able to accept a compliment. you got to be able to accept the, an appreciation. Because if you can't accept the appreciation. I thank you. I, I don't. I feel weird about it, but I, I still say thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, you have to be able to accept. You have to be able to receive. That's what it amounts to. Yeah. Receiving is big and, and you have mm-hmm. to really be able to receive in every way possible. That's what I work on trying to, you know, are there any ways that I am not receiving as well as I could be? I, mm-hmm. I, you know, anytime I notice one of those, I want to try to clear that as soon as I can. 
because you can attract all you want to, but if you can't let it in, it's not going to help a whole lot. <laughs> Very true. Right? Very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the receiving part is pretty, pretty, pretty important. But yeah, so self-love, self-confident, um, self-appreciative, all those things. Those, those mm-hmm. are good words. Those, those are terms yes. that I think actually describe it really nicely. Um, because when yes. you when you're in that mode, that, plus the nice thing about those words is unlike independent, independent sometimes has a sort of a negative thing associated with it, like oh well, he's aloof, he's you no, know, he doesn't need yeah, other he's people. To himself. Yeah, 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 self-absorbed and all that kind of thing. Right. And, and it's like a, a what what they what he, what they really mean by that is he doesn't show any kind of concern for somebody else. He doesn't sh- right. show any kind of caring for somebody else. Exactly. It's, it's, it, that's what yeah, they, it does have a negative connotation yeah, to it. Yeah. Well, that's, where, yeah. that's why, why selfish is considered to be so bad. There's actually nothing wrong right. with loving yourself. But what they mean by it is you have absolutely no concern for anybody else. That's what they yeah, really you mean. take it to the extreme. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not even extreme. Actually, it isn't even related when you think about it. There's really no relationship between loving yourself and refusing to have any concern for somebody else. But we tend to think that there is one, and that's why we associate mm. them and say, "Oh, well, he's selfish." You know. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but there really isn't a connection there. We just it's it's a, it's an association we draw. But mm-hmm. um, I I always say I'm not going to do anything political, and then I say something political. So I'm not going to do anything <laughs> political, and I'm not it's meaning kind anything of impossible political. Not to these days. But I, I look at the president, President yeah. Donald Trump. I mean, Donald yeah. Trump is quintessentially selfish. The way that most people mean that, because what they mean is he is often cruel to certain people who are, you know, his enemies, the people that that yeah. are not his his sycophants. <laughs> mm-hmm. And because yeah. of that, you know, that there, there's like there's a line drawn, right? Right. That, well, that's why I think people think that he's selfish. I I think he actually is selfish, but that that's not what that part is. That part is just uh, being cruel to other people under under yeah. certain circumstances. You know, is cruelty necessary? Absolutely not. No, it's not necessary. You know, does it have anything to do with being a self? Well, I guess in the sense that everybody's a self, but beyond that, not really. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, okay, let's see. What have we got here? Uh, Brownen is agreeing with us. Bronwyn. I got to get that name right. Bronwyn. Bronwyn is agreeing with us. Bronwyn. Bronwyn is saying that's so true. And... Paul is joining us. Hello, Paul. Glad you uh, made it to the show today. Nobody's coming in with questions, so I, I guess everybody has all this figured out. Maybe we should bring them on. And maybe they could explain it to us. <laughs> 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 they, they, maybe they're the experts in this thing, right? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> everybody's everybody's doing the whole self love thing. So I they, guess they don't even need the, today's episode. <laughs> Well, maybe we should do like man in the street. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll just come in via, via camera to their phone and say, so, you know, tell us why, why you're the happiest person on earth and we'll, we'll share that with yeah. the rest of the group, right? Right. <laughs> oh, no, it's, share with the rest of the group. I, I like it. <laughs> I, I think that people are happy that Facebook doesn't let you do that. You know, be, somebody <laughs> forcing a microphone into your mouth, right? Yeah. No, that's probably wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook gets enough, gets enough uh, bad press. They don't need that one, too. <laughs> I know, right? That's the last thing they need. That's the last thing they need. Um, Poor Facebook. <laughs> but uh, independence, what we're really looking about, what we're looking for there, we talked about how we're, we're looking for self-love, self-appreciation. 
but it also plays a significant role in a healthy relationship. So let's talk about that for mm-hmm. a little bit because okay. you, re- you really need to have two people who have that self-love, that self-confidence in order for mm-hmm. a love relationship to blossom. Yes. Which suggests to me, and I want to see what you think about this, it suggests to me that the only people who are going to be good at letting source energy flow, because I think source energy is the same thing as love. So Mm -hmm. that's my assumption in this. The only people who are going to be good at letting that flow are going to be people who are independent, people who are self-assured, self-loving, and so forth. So if you have two people who are like that, you're going to have the most love going on between the two of them. Yeah. That makes sense? Because I feel, yeah, I feel like, especially in relationships, there's a point where you have to be able to go about your day and not be so needy or dependent on the other person. Mm. Like, oh, I need to text him and be like, oh, I need I need to talk to you right now. No, just do your own thing. Like, go out with your girlfriends and hang out and then come back and come back home to your to your who, significant other, mm-hmm. you know? You need to have um, couple time, and then you need to have your separate time. Mm-hmm. And if, but if you have your separate time and you can't be by yourself, that's an issue you got to work in within yourself. Yeah, and that will ultimately affect your relationship. Yes, it, it will. It has to. Yeah. Because then you become too needy, and the person can't take it; they suffocate. We also see it um, not so much in this group. There's another group that I won't name because I don't want to disparage another group. But there's one group in particular where you see a lot of people posting about things like wanting to use the law of attraction to attract back an ex or wanting to attract a particular kind of person into your life or, you know, wanting to, in many ways, they're they're actually thinking about using the law of attraction as if it were a force, like you can force somebody back into your life. Yeah, which is not what it's about. No, it's not. No, but but nevertheless, (laughs) they almost treat it that way. And and there, there, there are some of them that if you... I've tried to reply to some of them, and if you don't reply in just the right way, they take great offense because mm-hmm. you know you're you're, you're well, trampling that's you upon. You disagree with them. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying. To, I'm, I'm trying to disagree without being disagreeable, but I guess sometimes that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't come across on on social media. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's it's true. It, it's you got to have the voice behind it mm-hmm. so they can hear your tone. That's yeah. the that's the problem with text texting and this stuff like true. that. Just, you can't hear the tone. Yeah. But nevertheless, the, I mean, so many of them, and, and, and it seems to be, I, I, don't, I don't like the stereotype, but this does seem to be the case. It seems to be young women. I'm going to say mm. women primarily in their late teens or 20s. Um, oh, and, yep. And usually shortly after there was a, a breakup and they're really heartbroken about the breakup and they want him back. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Because at that age, you always think that your ex is the the one that was supposed to be the one for you. So, mm-hmm. right. Even though you're like 19, so you really have so many years ahead of you before, and so many frogs to kiss before you find your prince. <laughs> so, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of the frogs, I'm not sure I like that analogy, but. <laughs> married so you're a prince now oh i'm oh i see okay well then i'll just try to ignore the first 20 years of my single life before i got married but you had to kiss a lot of frogs too to find your princess but i didn't think of them as frogs that's the thing i thought every one of them was lovely i thought every one of them was a beautiful person so i don't know that's just that's just me i guess (laughs) 
No, but seriously, the, the, the truth is, I mean, you, you do feel that when you're that young, don't you? And it's not just female either. Mm-hmm. I mean, men, men feel exactly the same thing. Um, yes, especially do. after that first breakup where it just feels like the world is ending. You know, the, the yep. pain is excruciating. You know, it's like there's this gigantic hole in your chest and it'll never heal. It'll never be filled. Yep. All that but kind you, of thing. You, you always get over it. You always get over it. Isn't that annoying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not, it's something you learn with age and wisdom. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that back then when mm-hmm. I was 19, if I was dating somebody, I, I'd be like, Oh my God, my life is over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know, my world came crashing down. There's no one else out there for me. I have to get them back. But now I'm 35 and I'm like, next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Say okay, goodbye to that bus. Another one's coming. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I just said, you know, thank you, Lord, for the for the lesson. Now let's move on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That is a very good way to do it. Uh, the, it fits in nicely, though, with the topic because ultimately uh, people, female or male, um, usually young, who go through that for the first time and, and, and try to find some way to get that person back because the pain is so excruciating or because they, they're, they're so desperate about getting that person because that person is the perfect person. That is a codependent person. That's a person yes. who is not really loving themselves as much yeah. as they need to. And well, it's hard to love yourself in a breakup, especially oh, if you're especially. the one who was broken up with. Yeah. If you're the breakup E instead of the breakup R, it's totally a different situation. Well, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be. I mean, because I, a lot of the times you'll see somebody posting, oh, I broke up with him, but I really want him back. And I'm thinking, okay, well, why did you break up in the first place? It couldn't have been all that good. <laughs> if you, there had to be a reason. There had to there be a reason. Reasons, so yeah. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you, you sure you really want to go down that path again? <laughs> no, I feel like they're just lonely. You think that's what it is? Yeah. Like, it's better to be with somebody than to be alone because then... Yeah, some people just can't be alone. They just can't They just can't be by themselves. Like, people who are chronically in relationships, like, jumping from person to person mm. just because they cannot be by themselves. Like, mm-hmm. it's scary. Mm. Like, they don't know who they are unless they're appreciating or loving someone else uh brownin had a uh, bronwyn i keep screwing it up bronwyn had, <laughs> had a comment she says I, I think people who don't want to waste the time and, and effort to start over again it's being lazy what do you think i agree you think it's, it's like true? uh it's like quitting a quitting a job and starting a new one mm. or not even starting a new one but applying for new jobs it's 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 tiring and you don't want to do it so you just rather not quit your job yeah, that's pretty sad, actually, when you think about that. By the way, Bronwyn, <laughs> Bronwyn thinks that we are that that we're both awesome, so I had to let you know about that. Bronwyn oh, thank awesome. you, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate Bronwyn too; she's wonderful too. <laughs> I, I think you're right, and I think that the the, um, the I, I think it's once again an example of a lack of self love, because if you feel yeah. like you have to jump from one relationship to the next, like you said, you don't feel comfortable in your own skin being by yourself. Well, that right. means you don't think very much of yourself. Exactly. You 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 crave that attention and and um, what's the word I'm looking for? You you just crave that that. Oh, I can't think of the word. Opinion. You crave the opinions of oh, other people, yeah. so you need to be around someone else. So you mm-hmm. have to be in a relationship mm. because that's where you get your approval from. Yes. 
Yeah, and it isn't and just approval. Stem, that could stem from childhood and, and what your parents did to you, so. Mm-hmm. Well, most stuff does. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> but when you're um, when you're in that place, it can also, it, it, it's kind of an indicator. It's not just that you're looking for approval from the other person. You're looking from, for social approval. Oh, well, she's in a relationship. Oh, he's in a relationship. That means that yeah. there's something good going on about that person. So it's, it's like yeah. vicariously getting your strokes rather than feeling good about yourself. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, we all go through it. I went through it the other day. I was, I saw a meme that said everyone on my 600 pound life has a significant other. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? <laughs> well, having been there, I know exactly how that feels. And I wasn't 600 pound. I just was 20 years without uh, a significant other and just. It yeah, was, it's yeah. miserable. It's been a while for me too, so I, I know what you're saying. It, it's yeah. a miserable place to be in. Uh, yeah. The, the best thing I can tell, I, I always wanted to be able to come through it and be able to give other people advice like, okay, I found what the reason is. I found what the solution is. And, and if you do this thing, you won't have this problem anymore. It was very annoying right. to come through it and realize that my particular issue might be completely different from everybody else's issue. Exactly. It, it screwed Everyone up the whole plan. I mean, <laughs> Here I thought I was going to have the final answer that would you know eliminate the heartache for everybody, and now I don't have it. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you tried though. You tried. I did try. I did try. <laughs> well, I, I did find uh, something that that is useful to some people because it was certainly useful to me, which was realizing that I was sabotaging my own chance with each new relationship because as the experiences p- kind of piled up one after another, I would go into the relationship believing, well, this one's not going to work out either. And I'd be right. Mm, you, so you were getting in your own way. I was definitely getting in my own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the only way I was able to get out of my own way was to give up. <laughs> I just threw in the mm-hmm. towel. I said, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and that's not takes. a good way to think, but that's okay. You hey, tried. at that point, whatever it takes, you know, because I needed to break that cycle. <laughs> that was the thing. That cycle yeah. was just mm-hmm. deathly. That, that was just a horrible cycle to be in. You know? So yeah. you, you got to break it some way. Once I got through it, and broke through and, you know, kind of let go of all that stuff. Louise showed up a month later and, and we've been together ever since. So, you know, so that, I say timing is everything. Timing is everything. It is. But on the other hand, that's the universal timing. Yes. It's not like I have that's to do the I mean. timing. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Because when you let the universe time everything, then it's a completely different thing. It's kind of like riding a roller coaster. Like, where's the next turn coming from? <laughs> like, more like See, that's why I just sit back and I don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, who's who's next? Because I'm just letting the universe do its own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know, something about, my analogy is I'm riding the roller coaster with a blindfold on. I can't tell where it's going next. All I know is that I'm about to be shoved against the side one way or another, and I have to, to deal with it. <laughs> I just got the visual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's, the way, that's the way it is sometimes. I mean, um, we, my co-hosts um, who are life coaches – and I and a mm-hmm. bunch of other life coaches all put together a book that we published this past May of mm-hmm. uh, some of our favorite personal law of attraction manifestation stories. And okay. the last story in the book was one that was mine and my wife's, our, our story together of when mm-hmm. we um, moved, got new homes, got new cars, acquired new cats, and did all that with no money in the bank. 
And it mm. was it was a crazy roller coaster. I mean, it was it was. I a, like it. It's great in hindsight when I describe it that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds really cool yeah. when I describe it that way. Yeah, doesn't it? When you're living it, it's hell. It's absolute hell, right? Because <laughs> because you're like, oh god, what next? <laughs> oh. Well, literally, when when I went to write that part, Louise and I were going to write it together, and she started writing, mm-hmm. and I started writing, and she got about five or six paragraphs out and said, "Well, I can't do this. I I can't yeah. relive that again. It's just too painful." And so I ended up oh, write, wow. writing most of it because it was mm-hmm. it it was excruciatingly painful. But yeah. when stuff started to fall into place, it was like being gobsmacked. It's like, what the bleep just happened? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. at the very last possible second. And that's what it was. It was always at the last minute, at the very last mm-hmm. second. I mean, um, we knew we wanted to move. Louise wanted to come back to Connecticut. We were in Virginia at the time. Okay. And we did, we had enough money for a move, and then we're, our savings is wiped out. Our life savings is wiped right. out because we've been through, like, one bad thing after another. Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is it. This is our last thing to do. We're going to move to Connecticut, and then we're, then we got to be successful from that point on, right? Um, <laughs> we both had cars that were over 10 years old. Um, uh-huh. We acquired these four cats because they had been abandoned by people who lived across the street from us who had been evicted from their home and hadn't bothered to let anybody know about it. And so we just found oh, one wow. of these cats came up onto our uh, our front step and introduced himself, and we ended up finding all four of them. And we were living in at the time in a house where we our lease did not allow us to have any pets. We had four cats in the house, oh. <laughs> you know, so another reason we had to move, and we had to move soon. Um, we so we had to move. We had to find a place to move to. We, we know what town we wanted to come back to. It was the same town we had lived in uh-huh. prior to moving to Virginia. Um, when we came up here to to Connecticut to look. Um, we were looking not only for like an apartment or someplace that we could afford, but Louise was also looking for work. At the time, I, my mm-hmm. job was uh, all online. It was self-employed, uh, web design, that kind of thing. She, at the time, was working in uh, daycare. So she needed to find mm-hmm. some daycare that, to hook up with. And it took a couple visits to actually make that happen, which in and of itself was traumatic because we didn't hardly have the money for two trips. You know, One right. trip was a lot. That's expensive. I mean, we, we had to make two trips. We finally find... Um, the job, and we, we find an apartment that we can afford, barely, but we could afford mm-hmm. it. And we find out that we have two weeks to make the move. Wow. And we have a house full of things. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot of stuff. Yikes. And my wife still had to work her old job. So, oh. I mean, it just made it, it was just insane the last two weeks. Yeah. On top of that, she couldn't drive that distance. It's like a 550-mile trip. And she yeah, couldn't. She couldn't. Is, she, yeah. need, she needed me to be able to do the driving. Well, we had two vehicles. How are we going right. to do that? You know. And both of them were on their last legs. Would they even yeah, make so the trip? Need, right. <laughs> Would they even get us there? Well, I won't tell the whole detailed story, but I'll, I'll tell you that both the the car died the day before we moved. As I was oh, in the no. act, as I was in the act of selling it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had literally just driven it back home from an errand. The guy shows yeah. up to buy it. He says, yeah, it looks okay. He opens it up, and it's drained of oil. There is no oil left in the engine. Oh, no. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is crazy. And Now, <laughs> this was an old car, so I, I was hoping I could get about 500 bucks out of it. And I, I had asked right. 750 and I was willing to negotiate and all that kind of thing. Right. He says, well, I can't give you your price, but can I give you 500 <laughs> And I said, okay. Yeah, sure. 
You want you want to give me five hundred dollars for a car that leaks all its oil on the ground? Okay, sure. <laughs> so I got rid of the car, and then the day of the move, we had pre- previously arranged with the mover um, because I wasn't even sure that, that her truck would make it up there. But he agreed right. he would attach the he would tow the truck behind the moving van. I thought, oh, that's oh. cool. That's a great solution. Yeah. I love that one. Right. So we were going to rent um, an SUV. Pop. You know, take the the remainder stuff that wouldn't fit into the van and put it into the back along with the cats. Two of whom uh-huh. we had to take to the shelter because we could only bring two cats with us. That alone was a okay. traumatic story because we had to leave two yeah. cats in a in a shelter that was not a no kill t- shelter. You know, so oh, we didn't even know if they're going to live. Oh, that was rough. But did that part. The movers show up on the day. They're packing stuff into the van. They're packing it to the roof. They can't even get everything in. We're trying to figure out what to take to the dump because they can't get everything in there. And then, oh, the, no. and then the mover says to us, oh, by the way, it says on the work order that you were to tow the, the, the pickup truck. The law won't let us do that. We can't tow wow. your pickup truck. And I'm thinking, what the hell do we do? Right. <laughs> you know, this, this is a truck I was hoping we, I could get it up there and we could drive it around for a few months and then um, – you know, sell it and get, get, get something better, that kind yeah. of thing. I mean, it was okay. It was not in bad shape or anything like that, but it had a lot of miles on it. And mm-hmm. I was hoping to get maybe 1200 bucks for it or something like that and mm-hmm. ask maybe 15 you know, that kind of deal. Well, that plan was shot. And then yeah. one, one of his moving guys came up to him and said, uh, are you interested in selling that pickup truck? Nice. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, I'm open to it. What do you have in mind? He says, well, I'll give you 1500 for it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And yeah. I, I agreed to it. And then um, after I agreed to it, the owner of the company, uh, he approached the owner because he didn't have that much money with him. He says, well, can you loan me yeah. $1,500 so I can buy this thing? And the owner of the company looks at it and he says, well, that, that, that isn't worth more than twelve. So they came back and said, well, we'll give you twelve for it. And I said, okay, <laughs> which yeah, is exactly right. what I had in mind, right? <laughs> so they ended up buying the truck. We get the, the van packed off. They actually take off down the road. We're left, you know, doing some cleaning in the kitchen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're taking the last bits in the dark because there's no lamps in the in the house, and we had one kitchen light right. that was our entire lighting that we're working with, and, and, and it's pitch black outside. We finish loading up our, our little SUV. We get the cats in there. We get on the road. We stop to get something to drink, and as we're driving up the highway. I, I just kind of stop. I mean, I'm driving, but I kind of stop mentally and I turn to Louise and I say, we don't own a car. <laughs> 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 what are we going to do? Because we just spent all of our money on this move. What right. on earth are we going to do? You know? So we get up here and we arrive at four o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. we, we were exhausted we had all we had was like an air mattress we threw the air mattress down on the floor went to sleep and a half hour later the moving van guy says hey we're outside can you let us in so after a half hour (laughs) of sleep you know and of course they were driving all night you know so they come in they move everything in next morning we go looking for a car we got to get a car right yeah go up to uh, a dealership and uh we're toyota people so we went to a toyota dealership that's not real close to us um the toyota dealership uh wanted to put me into a car that uh, I, I like a lot, but I couldn't really afford, and it wouldn't leave us any room mm-hmm. to get a second car. We needed two cars. Well, that didn't, long story short, that didn't work out so well. The next day, I go to another dealership that's very close to where we are. Same mm-hmm. kind of thing, a Toyota dealership. And we drive in in the morning in our rental, and we're we're like desperate. We have no idea what to do. We can't really afford anything. Right. 
you know. We have no money to put down. And we're talking to the dealer. He's a really nice guy, really, really nice guy. And he, and his supervisor comes over. And his supervisor mm-hmm. asks what's going on. He explains it to him and says, we're going to put you in two vehicles before you leave here today. I said, well, that sounds great, nice. but, I, but I don't think we can really afford it because I knew what these cars cost. <laughs> I mean, even even yeah, if you're going with a yeah. lease, I knew what they cost. Do you know that they discounted their prices so much that they they – they discounted their entire profits away just to make sure that we could be in two cars that day. Wow. The prices that, that we got, so you can't, nice. you can't get those prices going into a dealership. Right. You definitely can't. You know, <laughs> and, and we drove off the lot with two brand new cars. So we, we came to Connecticut with no money and drove off a lot with two brand new cars with our two cats mm-hmm. and our new home and, and, and a job for Louise and, and all came like bam and all came together at once like that. It was crazy. Law of attraction, man. Law of attraction. So that's that's the story. And, and actually, we're kind of over time, so we got to draw a line there. We but, are. <laughs> but, but this has been good. I've enjoyed it a lot, and uh, I hope people, uh, you know, picked up some good stuff with it. I know that uh, we picked up, you know, having a good time. That's really what it's all about. You know, I had a good time. Getting that daily dose of happy. <laughs> so look forward to talk. I'll be talking to you on Friday, right? Yep. So we'll be talking then, and we hope that our listeners will come back as well next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. 